Jeff Duncan is the only member of the national media who thinks Michael Thomas isn't ready. The literally the only member of the, yeah. the, the local media. Jeff, was it Jeff Duncan that also said the defense was slow? Or was it in Hendricks? not so many words? He said the defense's speed is a question mark. Okay. Or three question that. marks to be precise. You're gonna give your word on the street, gonna get your dick sucking for a dollar, you can stick furniture in my ass. What's up, Hoodat Nation? And welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. Hey, what's up, Houdat Nation? Thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol podcast, the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Jeff. And on this episode, I'm going to try out different voices for the intro. But <laughs> no, we're going to talk about training camp. training camp, training camp performance, player performances. We're going to overreact to everything that we have seen and heard about what players are doing on the grass. On the episode, we have Jason, James, and Wesley. Welcome, fellas. How are y'all doing? Camp is here. All good. Good. All right. Well, let's strap in. Put your seatbelts on. Keep your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times. Enjoy this show. First thing I want to ask about is Jimmy Graham. We talked about him signing. It was just a feel-good thing, more of a PR move, getting some photo ops. On the last episode, though, Wesley, you said maybe, maybe they might get something out of this. I think he's already... I think what I said is he's outperformed what I expected already. Like I thought this would be good and set an example and, you know, fire some people up. But one, he came in with the right attitude and said, I'm still tall and I still like to catch the ball in the red zone. So he's not sitting here claiming that he's going to be the number one tight end and lead the league. He's being smart. Yes, you're tall. Your hands still work and catch catch some, some yeah, touchdowns in the red zone. That would, that would be great. But he's ran over some people he's caught some contested catches he's i mean i don't think he's gonna be you know storming up the stream the this this uh the uh hash marks like he used to lost lost hash there browns? Hash they tank. call those they call that the seam the seam yeah <laughs> will not be uh, doing that but uh i mean again if so he's your fourth tight end he might he walk is tight end did seattle and chicago not use him in a crossing route in the end zone or like why or, or did he actually was that his move there too like i did i'll admit it like i didn't watch him heavily while he was away maybe, but it, maybe he was just such in a, in a bad mood overall because he wasn't a saint anymore it just hit him like he just didn't have his heart wasn't in it maybe who knows i mean he made those comments on how much he's happy to be here and this is but, what he well, wants and he it does, does seem like he's re-energized well it does help that he didn't play last year and he's fresh he doesn't have a, a year of being beat up by the nfl behind him so he's fresh right now and then what does he look like in week 10 who knows but he seems refreshed right now he seems energized and it's good just use use him in small dose use him as the weapon that he is he doesn't need to catch a bunch of balls that's what we have these other tight ends for use him in, use him in the red zone he's, he's he? a matchup nightmare still if he ends up with 35 catches and six touchdowns, that's a massive season. Mm. I mean, like for him, he catches a couple, balls, how much we're paying couple, him. couple balls a week and it's one touchdown every three or four games. I mean, like that, that's, that's a, ends up being a massive season for him. So, or for, for us, it helps us with, with having that ability. So um, 
I mean, any anything is there, there's most people's fourth tight end does absolutely nothing and has nothing in the step the steps. Do you think he intentionally drops a few during the season to make sure that there's no debate over like a wide receiver tight end or, or <laughs> status? I don't I don't think he's getting franchise tagged. <laughs> not not anymore. No, is right. um is tight end a strength on the roster now? If Jimmy Graham's your fourth, yes. Tight end. So you've got Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham. That's not. Why do you put Jimmy fourth on that list? Are, are, are we even considering Taysom a tight end anymore, though? Right. Because apparently Crow had a good day today. So, like, what if he shows up? Okay. Out? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm all in on. I'm still. You, I'm not going to give hey, up on Crow yet. Do not disrespect Crow the Conqueror. <laughs> right? I'm not. Yeah, Jeff. I mean, and and you don't know Foster. Like, I put Jimmy as number two. This guy is fucking stupid. <laughs> no. Wait, what? Fine. No. Johnson? No, Foster Moreau's number Until two. Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau's number two. No. Okay, because he beat cancer. Because he beats Jimmy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Jimmy Graham is a cancer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, 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 cancer is fifth. On the He's team. the good Hodgkins, so. <laughs> fifth in the title. The good Hodgkins. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just, I just I, Jimmy Graham. Well, yeah, and well. just one thing, last thing. So, if Jimmy Graham, if none of this would happen, mm-hmm. if Jimmy Graham plays his entire career with Drew until Drew retires, is Jimmy Graham would he have gone down as one of the best tight ends in the history of football? Yes, hundred yeah. percent. I, I agree. I think that there's get there with like Antonio Gates, Kelsey, hundred percent. He is right there in those conversations. Because, but, and again, some of that was Drew. Some of it was our offense. Some of it was him. I mean, there's a mixture, but a lot of it was Drew and the accuracy of having somebody that's six foot seven and could jump. And I just think that I really do think that Jimmy Graham, and I'm, he's made lots of money. I'm sure he, he has the regret of missing New Orleans, but he would be one of the great five greatest tight ends in the history of the game. And if you certainly also, better than Gronk. Yeah. And if you also look at it, I mean, once, once we traded away Cooks, the Saints receiving core was pretty shit. 17, 18, yeah. 19, 20. It was Michael Thomas and oh, what James said Willie Sneed had a year. <laughs> but again, if you if you add him in there, then it's a second weapon. Now, well, that's when he, AK was catching his 80 passes a year. Right. But it was bad. It was bad. Pure, right. Pure receiving options. We didn't have shit. But I also remember being a little frustrated because it felt like because Jimmy was on the field, Drew almost like use him as a crutch. Like he, he would force the ball to Jimmy at times when there were other open res- almost felt, I don't know. It almost felt like drew used Jimmy too much. Cause he knew well, it was, I don't, easy I don't mind him completion. forcing it to Jimmy because when Brandon Coleman was open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind I mean, there's it. a reason Jimmy Graham was the first round pick on our saints offense draft. Jeff. That's true. Yeah. And how'd you place in that? I, whatever I, fin- vote. I didn't right. finish last all right Derek Carr how you evaluate his performance so far Or just quarterbacks Sam. in general. Let's talk about Derek, Jameis, and Hayner. So Derek Carr sounds as though he's having the kind of camp 
we need him to have. He's showing he's in control. He's the leader of that offense. We, we talked about it on our pod earlier on this week. You know, he's clearly the leader of that offense. And he's making all the throws he needs to make. He's making all the decisions he needs to make. He's pulling people up when they're not doing things they should be doing. You know, there was a story, I think it was on Nick Underhill's pod, where somebody wasn't lined up in the right place and he just told him to get off the field and told somebody else to get back on. That's the type of stuff that Drew used to do. Now, I'm not saying he's Drew Brees, but it's the first time we've had a quarterback that's going to do that since Drew Brees. Well, he can't be Drew Brees because Hayner is Drew Brees, remember? So he just, he just well, needs a yeah, couple I'm years of marinating. going to get to Drake Hayner in a minute, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like all of our quarterbacks are doing a great job of keeping these wide receivers, um, you know, uh, busy with catching balls. I mean, we're hearing great things about Winston, which let's just go ahead and get out of the way. Winston has some of the best arm talent there's ever been. It's when he gets in the game and gets flustered and run around. We don't we don't know what will happen. But as far as preseason arm talent, Jameis is going to make everybody look good. And then the, the this is normally the time when you start seeing this is when you get the fourth, fifth, sixth round quarterback that nobody predicted would be drafted. And you go, oh, this is why he wasn't going to be drafted. Nobody's saying that about Hayner. They're like, he looks like a guy that for right now can become a backup in the NFL. And he looks like a guy that can read a defense, talk to a receiver, and throw the ball accurately. So, I mean, that's that's what that's all we could expect right now out of him if we're looking for something good. But all three quarterbacks are are tossing the ball, and it uh, seems like they're having a lot of fun with getting the receivers uh, running down the field too. Yeah, Hayner does seem to be a step above all the other backups we drafted, Garrett Grayson, and yeah. Book, and whoever else. So that yeah. it, it is good to see. Of course, he's getting a lot of hype because you know backup quarterback uh, always gets a lot of hype. But I like seeing the the effort and the leadership out of Carr. I hope it translates to on the field. But I know I think the Athletic came out with a a quarterback tier ranking where they interviewed like 50 people in the NFL, like scouts, analytic people, whatever. And he was in tier three. Now he was at the top of tier three, but he was still in tier three. He was number 14. Right. So he's right. He's middle of the pack, kind of what we thought. But if all goes right, he's really got a chance to improve and, and move way up. So the hope is, you know, can he improve and get to that point? Or is this just what he is? And it's going to take you know, a really good team effort around him to kind of help elevate him. Like, can he, can he elevate teammates or, or are the teammates going to have to elevate him? And that's kind of the big question coming in. Um, I think, I mean, granted, we haven't, he hasn't played a game yet, but there, there's a lot to like about the things that he's doing. So, to be you fair, know? if Derek Carr is right now ranked number 14 after having by far the worst season of his career where he got benched and kicked out of, out of town, that a really a decent season or back to mean for him, he can easily be a, a top 10 quarterback. Um, he's number 14 after just looking terrible and being an offense that didn't match with him where he wasn't happy with a coach that he didn't like and got, you know, again, benched and thrown off the team. So if he's ranked number 14 after that, the, the I mean, he's only got to, to be able to go up. Like he, he won't be worse than 14, no matter what happens here. He shouldn't be. It was interesting though. Kyler Murray was right above him. I'm like, come on. I saw I saw a line that said his over under on passing yards was three thousand seven hundred and fifty. Oh, yeah. Surely that's over. an over. Pound Surely over. that's an over. I feel like with seventeen games, over like two thirds of quarterbacks should be over four thousand yards, right? No, I don't think it'll be that high. I mean, it, it, I think I think that like your average is 
just over 200 yards passing in, in the two, 215, something like that, 220. is kind of okay. average for, for a lot of quarterbacks. So. Well, they do have to factor in uh, Daniel Jones and all the other shitty quarterbacks. <laughs> but uh, some of that could all, also point to an improved run game, and that's something we've seen, too, with Kamara looking fresh as hell in the clips and um, and, and Miller and and – um, and and Jamal, it's like man, uh, running the running game should be a strength of this team. And that was Penning is a more of a road grader than a pass blocker. So eh. this is this is the first year where I'm going to try to in the preseason stay really calm about Alvin Kamara because we hear every year that he's an alien in the preseason and that nobody runs like him, nobody looks like him, nobody moves like him, and we hear everybody always... It's oh his name Gaston? He, he's, he just, he's out there, yeah, right? He's, <laughs> he's just out there with the, all these pro football players, and he looks different. He sticks out with all these... 89 other people don't move like him. And then, and Jason will be happy to hear that we have misused him. Now, I think that there's been last year, I think there was some... Uh, some I don't... I question... EK's drive and what he wanted from the team and how bought in he was, um, as well as being misused. Um, but he is just this massive weapon. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to be all sold in on Michael Thomas. And this is the year he's going to be healthy. And we're, you know, if he's going to be 85% of what he was in 2019, and it's going to be great. But there, Alvin Kamara is like this huge weapon that we have two great running backs, we have some good receivers. And if you can work out a way to get Kamara the ball in space and confuse defenses and not figure out how you're getting the ball to him, he's just this just crazy weapon. And if uh, I'm hoping that uh, that this goes into the, the season where he, he looks this way and can actually be used. And that has been something that we've seen in, in a couple of practices so far as oh, Kamara lined up with the receivers and was in receiver package. I'm like, yes, that's what we that's what we wanted. I think so we back, on, back on Tuesday, he worked a lot with the receivers and was running seam passes and doing a bunch of different routes, like as a pure receiver. I'm not not mad about him lining up in the slot. Right. <laughs> Some of his best plays have come when he's been in the slot, catching passes downfield. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it, especially if we, if the other two guys are are healthy and can feed them. Yeah, do it. And you know, again. Find a way to get your best weapons on the field in different positions to succeed. It's all that's well, this, 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 this whole thing that I'm saying about Camaro. We also have Taysom Hill. That's basically the exact same person is whether he's in the backfield or whether he's as a receiver or tight end, get hit the ball in his hands in weird situations and keep everybody confused. There's, there's a bunch that can go on. I mean, and it's uh, the, the upside for our offense is crazy. There's some good things being said about Kendra Miller as well. The fact that, you know, they said now got now they had the pads on the last couple of days. Good to he hear. runs hard. I don't know if I expected to see a moment in this preseason, and this is in the first week of Kamara kind of talking to him and like showing him some footwork stuff and like and I mean Kendra just staring at him. I mean, so I think that was it a I blank stare? I don't, or... I don't know if I expected either one of them to want to do that. I don't know if I expected Kendra Miller to want to look at him and be like, dude, tell me something. And I don't know if I wanted Kamara to be like, hey, listen, I'm going to make you better to so come challenge me. But both of them were sold on that and we're doing it. And again, maybe we're overselling this 10 seconds clip and what it was. But if that's a sign of what's going on, 
man, I, mean, I think we talked about earlier in the week about iron sharpens iron offense versus defense. But if you can use those guys competing for snaps at the same position, that's the ultimate iron sharpens iron because it's just making the running backs better. That's the leadership Jeff always talks about. There it is, yeah, Jeff. Boy. Yeah, other thing we have you. seen Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller both catching the ball out of the backfield multiple times every day. So, I mean, that was always the question. The screen pass will be a major part of our playbook. I, I think so. Especially screens to the left. Behind, I mean, uh, last Kendrick. year we had this weird stuff where you could look at the, the alignment of who was on the field and be like, oh, it's a run. Oh, it's a pass. Oh, it's this kind of pass. I mean... <laughs> Hopefully right. this year we're less Oh, it's Andy Dalton back there. Oh, we're fine. Oh, Taysom Hill's back there? Well, I know what's about to happen, right? Well, we, yeah, he's about to run right over us. Hmm. That's what Six yards of carry. Yeah. Give him that guy the ball. I don't guess so. All right. Oh, man, um, y'all are getting me excited. God so damn. you're talking about passing the oh, ball. No, 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 J- Jason, just set nine wins, nine wins. Chill. Remember who the coaches are, Jason. I'm, Remember I'm who fight, the coaches are. I'm fighting so hard on this nine-win thing. But Dennis Allen's Car- still the Car- head coach. Carpe Car- Michael, Michael is still Car- the Michael. Michael. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks for talking me back on the pitch. <laughs> you, you simmered down now. <laughs> Um, I do declare. We're bringing <laughs> Joe Vid in to consult. Everything's fine. Nine wins. Nine wins is good. I don't understand what's going on in the news. <laughs> All right. Uh, Michael Thomas is uh, apparently either doing really, really well coming back, or if you listen to Jeff Duncan, he's the question mark on this offense. Why would you? What listen to Jeff was Duncan? that about? Give me a. Uh... A liter of cola. A what? A liter of cola. Liter of cola. Do we make liter of cola? Hey, will you just order a large farva? I don't want a large farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. I don't know what that is. Liter is French. For give me some fucking cola before I break those fucking legs. All right, all right, relax. It's, yeah, I mean, like, every single person that is at camp is telling us that Michael Thomas is back. Michael Thomas looks like Michael Thomas. I mean, they're all kind of saying the same thing. He is that guy. Like, and then Jeff Duncan says Michael Thomas is needing to come back slowly. Like, what? In what is fact, that? Look, I, I'm I'm no Jeff Duncan fan. I don't like him. I think he's a douchebag. But in fairness, Whew. like like, like I he's going to be on the show next week. Like I said in the last <laughs> uh, episode, every local media member around here during camp all praises the shit out of what's going on in camp. So nobody ever really says a bad thing about what's going on. And when it happens, you're like, well, what the hell happened? Everybody gets caught up. Everybody gets excited. I get it. So it's kind I of will like, say, like, I, I, is... I feel, I feel like the Larry David, like. Nobody can see what you're doing. It's a no, podcast. But everybody knows the Larry David <laughs> meme that I'm talking about where he looks one way and he's like, eh, he looks the other way. He's uh, like, eh, maybe. maybe. Unfortunately, eh. we could see that. Right. Yeah. And how did that um, look? I guess I get what you're saying, Jason, because like it can't all be perfect. So, but it is Jeff. Do is. we have like our, our, you want your media coverage to give you, you want it to, to slant positive, but you also want it to be objectively like prepared, like realistic. And so if somebody's not doing as well, or if there is something that's not as great as everybody else is saying it is, I want to know about it. But Jeff Duncan also has a history of being a, 
my dick. words, my words, anti Michael Thomas or well, anti Saints. He's anti contrary. But well, the best way I could put it is maybe like how Jason is when about the Saints twenty twenty. Don't you ever compare me to Jeff Duncan? Well, Jeff, I mean, don't you don't don't you do it? Don't you do it? You go to hell. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> Fuck Canada. Is this is this the spider the Spider Man meme right here? Oh no! Oh no! Uh uh! No indeed. I mean, like everybody is saying, like, "Hey, I feel good. I feel good." And then you got one person saying, "Mm, "Maybe you shouldn't feel so good." But okay, so what is the true? All right, I'll joke aside. What is Jeff Duncan basing this on? Is it just? And but because I will say there is, uh, inner like one of the press conferences with Michael Thomas where even he did say that he's not. 100% 100% out there and that he's it's a process and he's trusting the process and it was a process to get him here to where he is and so I do think like even he and maybe that's where Jeff Duncan's coming from is like he's he's not resuming from the day before he got injured I would say that Duncan's basing it on years of personal athletic uh, high performance um, that that, uh, that that he's had and he just knows when you know athletes know other athletes so Duncan's uh, just basing on his own. How does, how does Duncan? Know? Here's Michael I'm, Thomas. I'm kidding. Oh, I see. Here's Michael Thomas. It's good on good. Yeah, it's good on good. He gets his licks. I get my licks. I've been going against Marshawn like eight years, nine years. So I think I'm oh, going to talk about Marshawn because it allows you. To He's got that Jeff math. The same eight years. Oh, no, they were it up. I've seen you have to. It forces you to uh, pay attention to the details. Know your opponent. Um, and it's always gonna be a, it's always gonna be a competition. It's always gonna be a fight. He's a tremendous player. Um, I look up to him. I've always said since I came into the league from the time where it was time to draft the year after and draft him, like go get him. So I always believed in Marshawn. I always felt like he was the best DB. So I take a lot of pride in going against him. And um, sky's the limit for him because he still has so much untapped potential. So. Knowing that, okay, saying good things, good. That things. was more about Lattimore than it was. Yeah, about- that was that, that. That wasn't the right quote. So uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to talk to those executive producers that uh, Wesley was praising uh, in the last episode. They give me the wrong quotes. It does seem anyway. that they they mentioned that he came in a little lighter than normal, maybe to help him get out of his breaks. I don't know. Anyway. Based on the videos we saw of him deadlifting seven thousand pounds, that was two months ago. <laughs> I don't know. No. He does look a little thinner than normal, but whatever. Okay, Michael Thomas. So, any concerns about him being back, like a hundred percent by week one? I mean, if you look at what he he was a hundred percent last year in week one. Yeah, yeah he, he was. caught two touchdowns. He won the game for us. Yeah. So, not overly concerned about Jeff Duncan putting question marks on him. Jeff Duncan's kind of a dick, but also look a, a lot no, of the no, local no. media, especially especially on the, like on the TV, like the real local TV side. I mean, they're pandering to an audience that loves the Saints. Yeah, there there is a little bit yeah. of that there too. So it's yeah. it's fine. But fuck okay. Jeff Duncan. All right, uh, let's jump over to Brian Bresi getting work with the number ones, and how did that look? Were there pads on? Eric McCoy was interviewed today. I don't know if anybody or anybody of you saw the Eric McCoy I think that was interview. on Tuesday. Learning. Sorry, shut up. Okay. <laughs> That's so, how travel works. I think you're right. Wesley, I think you did want to talk about that. Brezzy getting work with the ones. 
Brian Breezy. Yeah, no, no, James, you, you, Eric McCoy had an interview back on Tuesday. What were you saying he was saying about Breezy? He was just saying that he thought he was coming into the league as a power player. He thought, looking at his size, he would be all power and bull rush, but says he's got some really, really good uh, pass rush moves and is able to stack them together. So isn't it hasn't just got like one bull rush or anything like that. He's got some serious moves that he can um he can bring into the bring into the team. Oh, so he's already better than Davenport. I think that we've we've already heard a little bit about his his swim move from the inside. And also multiple people have made comments about his size in person, like that he's a big human being, like bigger than they necessarily thought. And when they sound like, oh, even Peyton Turner, who's a big guy, was like, uh, yeah, he's big and wide. And like, he's got the size. That's what she said. So just, I mean, I mean, again, how much can we expect from, you know, a rookie defensive lineman? I mean, this is where we need to temper our expectations. Um, realize, I mean, Cam Jordan came in the league and got one sack his first year. It takes a little time to develop. Um, he's going to be working from the inside. If we can r- work out with something like Sheldon Rankin's, uh, you know, rookie year, then that's a, it's a, it's a big win. So let's uh, just get him on the field, give him some experience, and tell you what, if he does take off, at least he's got the size, at least he has the speed, he has the moves. Let's, let's see if he can uh, can actually be a big part of this. I think okay. going into the season, what you want to see is is both he and Foskey just being able to get reps and just to be in the rotation. The stats may not necessarily be there because they're still learning, learning their moves, going against ex- more experienced offensive linemen. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an adjustment period, but you just want to see him considering their first and second round draft picks, you want to see them at least on the field and at least kind of somewhat hold their own. The stats may not jump on the, on the stat sheet, but you know, get in there get experience. And then hopefully by the end of the season, maybe something clicks for one or both. And all of a sudden you're like, Hey, you got a guy that we can kind of count on to do a couple of things here and there. So, yeah, that's two guys. I definitely want to see a lot of in the preseason. Um, I want to be watching preseason game. I mean, I'm talking about preseason games themselves. I want to see what Foskey and Brazil look like against others. We're hearing at Foskey. I'm thinking, um, has I guess we're hearing a little bit he's gotten washed out a little bit on run defense, which is obviously something that a defensive end like him is going to need to work on. So um, that'll be a, be good to see his development over the next uh, month and a half or so. Kind of excited right. to watch a little preseason. Uh, a little while ago, we listened to Michael Thomas talking about Marshawn Lattimore, and we can go in that direction as well. What do you think about how Lattimore's camp is going? Michael Thomas I mean, thinks it's it, going is, well. There, are we, are we, with all respect due to Lattimore, I mean, he's coasted through preseason most of the time and not, I mean, not gotten a lot of interceptions and not had a lot of pass breakups and not really cared about what it was and still been able to do just fine. Uh, it, it sounds like he's taking this one very serious. So we heard months ago during that the rookies and uh, younger players were reaching out to him and he was texting people about things to work on and answering questions and um, been talking to Adebo and Taylor both about, about plays and what to do. And then he shows up in camp and is competing hard from day one. And I mean, getting interceptions, getting pass breakups and being, being physical. So can, can, can this be the best season Lattimore's ever had? I mean, he's having the best training camp so far that he's ever had. Can, can, can he take a step is, can he be better? Maybe. I mean, if he is, that's going to be one of the all-time great seasons, surely. I'm all for it. Him I, being I, that good only makes Adibo and Taylor and Roby that much better. Yeah, 
I mean, it makes the, 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 it makes the safeties better too. I mean, it allows the safeties to go to the other side Anticipate, of the field. One of them right. to be up against the run. One of right. them to be over helping on the other side of the field allows him to be, you know, one-on-one shutdown. And then um, you got to believe that's going to turn into turnovers. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it didn't last year, but I mean, a lot of more was hurt for most of that, but. It's got to result in turnovers. Again, watching the old, true, the two, 2009, all those turnovers the defense created. I mean, like, let's, how do we disguise our coverages like that? I mean, Greg Williams had a masterful, I mean, or do we just do a bounty program? Is that? Let's do it. Well, Why not? But, They're not going to bust us twice, are they? I mean, we've, we've always talked about it. it starts with the pressure on the quarterback and all the pressure we were putting on quarterbacks in 2009. It was, it was like somebody on our defense was slipping something in their drink before the game. They were just tossing the ball up when no. the defensive <laughs> backs were coming down with it. It was just the women at the ball. Uh. So, dude, I mean, if it's pass rush, then yeah, like that's going to be the big question, I guess. Yeah, um, I guess you're, look, you're looking at Granderson stepping up and, and doing a lot more. And, and the defensive tackle spot, we got the two guys that we signed. We don't really know a ton about these guys yet, so... There's there are some question marks, but we were 30th last year in turnovers. Just just come back, which is kind of wild for as good of a defense as we are. The fact that yeah. we couldn't force turnovers. I mean, turnovers can be very fluky, but if you just come back to 15th or 14th in turnovers, massive, massive, yep. massive. Um. So then, why does Again, Jeff Duncan say that the defense's speed is a question mark because we're a little older and he's Jeff Duncan. <laughs> or should I go on the other way? Because he's Jeff Duncan and he's a dick, but also <laughs> he's well, he's probably he's and he, I'm sure he's I mean, Matthew's on the other side of 30 is May 30. 30? But is there an actual no. like, is he watching and seeing that they're not as fast? And is that maybe because they're just, you know, practicing in 112 degree heat? I mean, I would go that, but also again, there's there's some older guys on the team. It has to be it just because we got some older guys on the team. Yeah, but they're. I mean, one. I don't know. I just don't buy the yeah. old. Yeah, May May is thirty and, now, and Matthew is thirty one, and uh, okay. Roby is also thirty one. Okay. But again, he's also fucking Jeff Duncan. Yeah, that's what he, he does. Fucking Jeff Duncan. <laughs> Not Michael Thomas. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, who else do y'all, is there anybody else that y'all need to specifically talk about? Is it maybe Camara and how he's looking really good now? Will that translate? Like, will will that last? <laughs> Depends when he's allowed to play. Well, depending I, on how that conversation with Goodell goes. I think that over the last couple of years, I mean, some of it's scheme wise, but some of it, we have not had the quarterback starting the games that we wanted to have starting the games. And then we have had other injuries and not have the running backs to back him up. So Kamara has been in this weird spot where he, he has not been playing the role that is best for him. Him being the between the tackles running back the last couple of years was just never going to, to work. Um, and this is, it seems like we are, if everybody's healthy, we are set up for him to be that kind of extra scary tool that we can put all over the place. And that, teams are going to have to game plan for him wherever he's at, whether it's in the slot or whether it's in the backfield, but you have Jamal Williams back there that they might hand the ball to Jamal Williams or they might toss it over there to Kamara. There's a lot going on. And then again, if you can add in any offensive line help to where we can get 
offensive linemen blocking for the screen because they can run and the starters are playing. That's the key. This guy can Kamara can do anything. He can break every single screen pass. If you have offensive line blocking, I mean Kamara, Kendrick Miller, and Jamal Williams can do anything there. But yeah. Don't run Kamara up the middle. No, definitely not. Mr. Pete Carmichael. Again, look, maybe, maybe Pete went in the lab and figured out, holy shit, I guess I really want to be here. I didn't necessarily want to be here last year, but they talked me back into it. And he kind of <laughs> loafed his way through the season, and that's what yeah. we saw. So yeah. Any special teams noteworthy notes from Will training Lutz camp? He's been nailing his kicks. He's got a little competition, got a little fire up his ass. To to be be fair, we've heard nothing bad about either one of the field goal kickers. Um, We did hear that Gillikin had some some very short, no, not very much hang time kicks. But to be fair, the person that reported it also said maybe it means nothing because he could have been working on something. He could have been working on, you know, we know that uh, Dennis Allen likes to punt from his uh, the, the opponent's 40. <laughs> so he in. could be working on short kicks where he just needs to uh, only kick it 32 yards. So it's the, it's the old coffin corner challenge from Madden. So no, no telling about that. Um, but we did uh, lock up uh, Zach Wood, um, which is uh, a big deal. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, it's exciting. They have camp back, man. August, yeah. August 13th. We do get Saints versus Chiefs. We do you know, preseason football, so, so and we it, hopefully can expect a quarter, maybe of uh, of some. Well, that's schedule. a midday. It is wild time, that the game's it? at noon on a Sunday. Yeah, yep. and usually those games are Friday night, Saturday night. I'm not going. Can hopefully that because the uh, the the Chiefs are in the game, we can maybe get the game uh, televised nationally, and everybody can watch. I wonder if they're doing that. Um, to have it in the middle of the day stumped. when it's when it's hot as balls to prevent some car break-ins at the game. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, that's so what you the definitely cares about. Oh, I'm definitely I don't go to preseason games. Yeah, I go through you, all the trouble. I get there the and then, and then five minutes the in and then five minutes in, I'm like, I'm done. I want to go home. I'll watch it on TV in the air conditioning. Without is it not part open. of your season ticket package? It is. So you've already paid for it. Oh, yeah, he has to pay for them. Yeah, I have. I'll try to get my way, but I'm, I, I'm telling you, James, it's just ridiculous. Don't don't even try. We try uh, every year. He just doesn't do it. I he, he forgot what uh... he forgot what it was like. Jeff Duncan doesn't go to him either. <laughs> well, another another th- another thing they have in common. Hundred percent, he goes. That's another reason why I don't. Listen. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts. Who's got one? I've been watching some good TV. I finished uh, For All Mankind Season 3. Fantastic. I know it was late to the game. Elite but show. Elite. It is elite. I started watching Severance. 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 So, Very um, good. Two episodes in there. And then I've Gemstones. been watching. Yeah, I finished Gemstones. I'm that was great. I'm behind I, I, on that. I'm I will behind. not play Helicopter. The helicopter. Oh, my. I saw the yeah. kidnapping last. That was last week, right? When yeah, that was kidnapped. last week. Okay. I'm, um, I'm, I'm on episode one. Oh and shit then, um the the yeah the so i got the justified uh is going on I'll always love having justified until do i need to watch the first justified before i watch this new justified it's 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 the only character that returned is the main guy so you kind of don't have to but okay, it's such a good show at least you understand a lot of stuff that 
I get you. A lot of what he's been through. Like the you series is good enough it. to watch. It's like it. I don't have to watch the MCU series to enjoy the movies, but it makes but it a little more thorough. Well, I don't. I mean, I just but Justified was just really, really good. So okay. I would, I would recommend it. Got gotcha. you. Uh, actually, start watching the last time you talked about it, you were like, season one was good. Two kind of falls off. Three was no, 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 no. Four season was two was season two was was the best. Okay, so um, I'll just watch that. I did start watching Shorzy on Hulu. It's a character. From it. Let, it's from the Letterkenny guys. Oh, okay. Those guys are Fair, funny. It's this hockey player. It's Corny told me told me about it, so I started watching it. It's interesting. It's funny. A little half hour comedy. Okay. Well, I watched The Bear finally. So oh, all, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, we are all officially full in on the bear. The bear. The bear. <laughs> um, I don't want to say anything too much to spoil anything for any of our listeners who have not watched it. But I will say as someone who stopped watching it after the first episode, like when it first came out, season one, I watched it. I didn't like it. It was too chaotic. It was too loud. It was too whatever shaky cam or whatever or something too many cuts or something and then i heard all the rave and then wesley james jason y'all raved about it talked about it i didn't care as much about oh it's so true to the restaurant industry because i didn't work in the restaurant industry but i will say this much that the writing welcome to, welcome to the bareback club the bear... <laughs> oh, i'm out so <laughs> so the writing the acting the choices for the cinematography the choreography the music everything about this show works and it, it is it is it is art this show is art as artistic got as... Me back into early 90s rem put it that way <laughs> i love when they started playing pro jams animal in that one scene it's like man that was great but like that scene on the second to last episode of the second season, when they're fixing the table, Carm and Sid are under the table. Even you look at like film, like film school 101. It's like the fact that he's, she's holding the table up while he's screwing it in. And there's a vulnerability about the person who's not holding the table up and the other one's holding it up. It's so metaphorical for their relationship and what they're going through is like one supports the other, the other's being vulnerable while they're even the conversation is where that person's vulnerable. And then they switch where she's screwing in her side while he's holding up, she becomes vulnerable. And even like he's like the per I mean, it's just so deep and so deliberate with the choices of what they show you and how they show you and then the slow zoom i mean that scene alone and the music everything in that that scene is an emmy scene right there amazing and then the episode with the dinner the family christmas was just insane is that forks? that followed yeah. by forks is just I mean, uh, honeydew the the family and then forks were just all incredible yeah. and forks was hard to watch like it was that's how good it is it was hard to watch because it was so good yeah, and then just catching. You've never up seen on, anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. Just catching everybody up on things from the movies. Mission Impossible was incredible. Go see it. Oppenheimer is a masterpiece. It's one of the best like artistic pieces I've ever seen. Um, there's a new scary movie called Talk to Me that is great. Will creep you out. It's a really good scary movie that I don't know just came kind of came out of nowhere. And then uh, Barbie is Garbie. <laughs> Haunted uh, Mansion was was fun and silly. A lot of New Orleans in it that I didn't. I knew it was filmed was here, it but filmed I didn't realize here? Okay. how much of New Orleans is in the movie. And 
it was just silly, but me being a big Haunted Mansion fan, I was like, Ooh. very cool. That's fun. All right. That it? All right. That's all the show we have for you. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling all of your friends about the Don't Patrol podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Patrol Podcast. Also, we're on Twitter slash X at Don't Patrol PCAST and at Don't Patrol UK. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Give each episode a five-star rating and a comment. And of course, set up your auto-download so you can listen to the Don't Patrol podcast anytime, anywhere. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Bye-bye, Dunkin' Donkeys. And donuts. So let the ash blow, we believe static with a grammatic fiasco Don't even start me, we ripping up your party Put us on a marquee, we cut you without the car key This jam is red hot Mom law, syllable, Sammy Sosa, adapt the King's Cobra Hut, We come up the sun up, thanks to new And you can say I'm on this dick, cause you are too Come on! This jam is red hot, then we're rocking the spot If you like it or not, this jam is red hot The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.